think it was the wild card packs and the last hopefully regardless there's a ton illness no covid but it was an illness but uh con crud yeah that's what i told my wife con crud you know what the difference is when you go to when you go to las vegas right anything that happens in vegas stays in vegas when you go to Atlantic City, <laughs> it follows you to the next city. That's that's the way that I look at it. So that's the main difference between Vegas and Atlantic City. So, you know, yes. that's just that's my takeaway from Atlantic City. I know we had some uh, interesting happenings in Atlantic City, Rob. Oh, so. lots of interesting happenings. <laughs> if, if, I, if I honestly, if I never have to go back to Atlantic City, it'll be yeah. too soon to tell you the truth. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see what the new show promoters do um, following next year's national. Um, the company that uh, it's what J JP Rock shows. I think they do Chantilly uh, okay. and Philly and uh, the East Coast National, if I remember correctly. They do a okay. bunch of shows. They're taking over as promoters of the national um, starting in 2024. So it'll be interesting to see. They did in an article in Sports Collectors uh, Digest um, mention that they were open to looking at other venues, including Orlando, oh. Nashville, That'd be nice. Indianapolis. Yeah. So it, it'll be interesting to see. I... <laughs> I still think it should have a permanent home like every other major con. Where would you like to see it? Chicago. Chicago. Okay. Yeah. It's 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 a main the most hub. Con, it's the most convenient location for the national. There okay. are numerous hotels. They're all connected by air conditioned walkways. There's ample parking. There's nightlife within walking distance that you don't have to worry about being mugged or sold crack to uh, <laughs> while you're out. Um, that didn't yeah. happen, Rob. Did it? <laughs> it's a great sports town. Um, yeah. So, all right. Well, um, let's get back on track here. We had fun. We're ready to go with hobby happenings. And, uh, so here's a look at news notes and nuggets from around the web. So by now, uh, you may have heard that there's been a change in the relationship that GTS distribution has with tops. However, there's been some, inaccurate reporting of the details that we wanted to clear up real quick. While TOPS will no longer provide future domestic product allocations, the company plans to fulfill all existing orders uh, with GTS. And moving forward, TOPS will continue to support our retail and international efforts. So I uh, just wanted to clear that up. Word of Fernando Tatis Jr.'s testing positive for anabolic steroids sent a shockwave through the collectibles industry. Tatis has been long has been long one of the top young major league stars that the hobby speculators have been heavily invested in. Darrell Ravel, Darren Rovell, writing for the Action Network, explained the potential impact on Tatis's overall card market, stated that the aggregate impact could top a nine-figure loss. Ken Golden, executive chairman of Golden Auctions, said, When you take into consideration how much could have been lost here, you not only have to calculate all trading cards that are graded and in collections, 
but also the trading cards that are not yet graded. All the raw product in sealed boxes and cases that will be negatively impacted by this event. To me, the total impact to the collecting community could approach $100 million, especially when you take into account that just one single card, the 2016 Bowman Chrome Superfractor, likely had a decrease of $2.5 million in itself. The owner of the 101 Tati Superfractor, who goes by at the card bully on Instagram, spoke to the Action Network on Friday night about the card, stating he bought the card in 2018 in a private deal for, quote, for a loaf of bread, but admitted <laughs> he was offered $2 million for it at a card show in Philadelphia in September of 2021, and he turned it down. Golden thinks that the card is now worth, now get this, $500,000. Ouch. Ouch is right. Wow. Yeah. Uh, well, we're officially past, uh, well past, actually, the halfway point of 2022. So we wanted to provide an update on the impact of PSA's 2021 hiring spree, technology investments, and increased capacity that we thoroughly tracked and reported on last year. The company reported last week that 961,602 cards were graded last month, wow. representing a 3.4% increase from June. That brings the total number of cards graded year-to-date to 6,350,847. Truly I remarkable. I think it's safe to say people love getting cards graded, Rob. Yes. Yes. PSA isn't the only one that has increased hiring and moved into a new facility. Last week, Sports Collectors Daily reported that Beckett Collectibles officially relocated its headquarters and offices to a new facility in Plano, Texas. The building is a single occupancy facility on a single floor with more than 100,000 square feet. In addition to the usual areas for grading and other work, the new facility includes what the company calls a state-of-the-art digital studio and recording facility and multiple spaces that allow for small meetings between staff members. The new location is approximately triple the size of the company's old space in Dallas. Congratulations to Beckett on the big move. Yeah, no doubt. In auction news, we're actually about to see a new hobby record set for the most expensive sports card ever sold. And there's still over a week to go before the gavel drops. The 1952 Topps Mickey Mantle graded in an SGC 9.5. Last time I checked this week was already at $7.74 million with the buyer's premium. The card itself has a deep hobby story dating to one of the most famous finds of cardboard treasure. As written by Sports Collectors Daily in a recent article, Alan Mr. Mint Rosen, uh, although he's no longer with, with us, his influence is still impacting the baseball card market. The most famous find made by the man who is still the hobby's most famous individual dealer included one um, copy of the 1952 Topps Mickey Mantle that was Rosen's personal favorite. He even took the time to actually put that in writing. It accompanies the card at auction. 
The card has been in the possession of Anthony Giordano, the original buyer who acquired it from Rosen at a card show in, get this, 1991 for $50,000. Wow. Now that card, Rosen's pick as the best of what was a sparkling litter he uncovered in 1986 of 1952 Topps cards is now up for sale through Heritage Auctions. Mm. Of no surprise, it's the star attraction in the company's August Platinum Night Sale, and it's poised to become the most expensive sports card ever sold. Mm. The card was part of Rosen's most famous find, which included stacks of virtually untouched 1952 Topps cards, about three quarters of which were the coveted high numbers that had been saved by a Massachusetts family. Mm. Among the approximately 5,500 cards were 65 of the iconic mantle cards. The cards what? were still in the original, albeit unsealed case. Rosen paid about $125,000, including a finder's fee and expenses for what became the hobby's most valuable find. One other interesting note to that story, the case that those uh -huh. cards were in uh -huh. was later purchased by none other than Adam Martin from Dave and Adam's Card World. Oh, my God. 65 mantles? Yes. We, we should talk about that offline, Rob. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> really? <laughs> from, one, from one amazing find to another, not a seven-figure find, mind you, but an amazing piece of sports history that was just sitting in a junk drawer. WNEP ABC News 16 has more on this one. In 1962, Wilt Chamberlain made basketball history during a game in Hershey, and a man from Lycoming County saw it happen. That man has held on to his ticket stub for 60 years, and he just found it. Now it could be worth six figures. Newswatch 16's Chris Keating has his basketball bounty. Sam Verdini of Loyal Sock Township is holding history. In his hands is a ticket stub from the 1962 NBA game that was played in Hershey, otherwise known as the game where Wilt Chamberlain scored 100 points, the most by a single player in one game. Wilt scored, we're never a good foul shooter, but he scored 31 points from the foul line that game and scored his 100 points. Verdini remembers going to the game with his two friends. Just over 4,000 people attended the game. The only other thing I remember, Paul Arison, who also played for Philadelphia, kept trying to shoot and not pass the ball to Will, and people were booing him. Verdini says the ticket has been sitting in a junk drawer for the past 60 years. I was talking to my buddy that I was at the game with, and we were talking about the game, and I said, I still have my ticket stub. And he said, that might be worth some money. And I thought, well, I didn't know. Just recently, he took it to Sean Vicolo to find out how much it's worth. Vicolo owns Finding Nostalgia, a business that deals with vintage sports memorabilia and appraisals. This is a, a valuable ticket. It's, it's probably one of the most sought after NBA collectibles, if not the most sought after. The ticket was sent off to professional sports authenticators to be authenticated and graded. The ticket stub will soon be auctioned off. It has the potential to sell for six figures. We're sending it off to Robert Edwards Auctions. We're actually sending it off today. They'll have it tomorrow. And it will be auctioned off in the November auction. Fantastic. <laughs> ticket couldn't have cost me more than a couple dollars back in 1962. There are currently only 23 authenticated tickets from this game in existence. Chris Keating, Newswatch 16, Williamsport.
Also, the Topps Truck Tour continues. If you are heading to Williamsport, Pennsylvania for the Little League World Series, be sure to stop by for your free pack of baseball cards. The truck was there yesterday and today, but will still be in town tomorrow between 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. before once again hitting the road. Check that out and get your free pack of cards. That's always a good time. For sure. And last but not least, one of the big events that took place on the main stage at this year's National has been subject of some recent controversy. Streaming platform Whatnot hosted what was dubbed the biggest sports card giveaway ever, with spots for whole packs being given away for breaks of 2003-04 Topps Chrome Basketball, which is home to the LeBron James rookie card, Mm -hmm. and... 1986-87 Fleer Basketball, which needs no introduction. While the Fleer box did yield four mid-grade Michael Jordan rookie cards, it was the pack's odd collation that later raised questions to its unopened authenticity. You see, as two collectors know that almost to a T, that Fleer Basketball packs from that year feature collation in a repetitive pattern in parallel increments of 66. What does that mean exactly? Well, if you open a pack and the first card is, say, number 32, Patrick Ewing, the next card, without doubt, will be number 98, Dan Shays. The next card will be number 31, Dr. J, which means that the next card will be number 97. So 32 plus 66, 98, 31 plus 66, 97, and so on. The presence of a flip card, however, flipped upside down in a pack, restarts the sequencing from a different numerical point in the set. However, multiple packs in the box did not come anywhere close to following this sequence. At one point, a pack was opened where every card in the pack was of a player with the last name Johnson, (laughs) an almost unheard of anomaly. (laughs) The box was authenticated by Baseball Card Exchange, who this week put out a really detailed and lengthy analysis that may further explain the collation oddities of this box. We encourage you to read the entire report on bbcexchange.com and decide for yourself if any controversy is warranted. And a look at this week's hobby happenings so rob i remember sitting at the national and we were we were listening to that box break and i remember that pack specifically when they were going through the johnsons and i thought and they also mentioned larry bird and i thought that pack had a lot of johnsons and birds in it you know (laughs) (laughs) so i was just thinking to myself you know that just can't be right (laughs) Um, yeah now i don't know i mean Number one, BBC Exchange has been authenticating boxes and stuff forever. So they have right. infinitely more knowledge than I do. There, there are some instances where depending on, see, they come in two, that, that set came in two distinct uh, sheets, uncut sheets. Right. And so that's where that 66 parallel count collation gets in. Because when they get cut, they right. kind of get shuffled in. And that's mm-hmm. how, but if a sheet gets reversed, it, it 
I can't do it justice. I don't want to speculate. I'm not about to throw anybody under the bus. Sure. I'm not about to, to say it wasn't or it was. What I am saying to do, take the time. If, if you have a question, mm-hmm. take the time to read this yeah. before making a, you know, a decision one way or the other because it's very interesting either way yes it really something is something like this would happen especially at a main event like the national on a grand stage like that being hyped up the way that it was having all those eyes on it and then i do believe what bbbbbce exchange or whatever it was i do believe that they said that this was a one a lifetime collation or once in a so many collation that this could have been just one of a kind, but, um, yeah, maybe, it's, I mean, you it's, know, that's it's hard of... to know what's actually going on, <laughs> but what Rob just said, go take the time and read about it because it's very fascinating that something like this would happen at such a grand event at that scale. Yep. So, uh, I know there was lots of stuff going on on the internet over the last couple of weeks about it. And, yep. uh, so we definitely wanted to point out <clears throat> what that was all about and point sure. you in the direction for more. Take our first break for a video segment and we'll be back with tops breaks. Uh, watch from the floor of the national as Kelsey Schroyer talks to upper deck about a E W. And we'll be back for a break of Star Wars Finest from Tops. Patrick, one of the big, relatively newer brands of Upper Deck has been AEW. As we stand today, how do you think, what do you think is the state of Upper Deck's AEW lines? Um, I think the reception to it's been great. Um, I thought our first product for AEW has been great. Uh, They've been an awesome league to work with and their fan base has been incredible. Definitely demand for some some newer and some more in, uh, some innovative products in the future with the AEW line, and I'm glad that we're going to be able to give it to them. So, what do you have coming up soon for AEW products? Oh, our next release towards the end of this year will be AEW Spectrum. We actually gave out some uh, nine card promo sheets for that at uh, Double or Nothing in Las Vegas. So, collectors have gotten to see that new design. I'll uh, be a little more high end product. Um, have a little, you know. Hard sign content, a nice chromium type finish to the product. It'll be hopefully well received by AW fans. Has there been anything about the AW line that has surprised you so far? Um, I just think the reception in general, like AEW fans are they're very passionate about their their about AEW and about wrestling in general and it's been awesome the way it's been received and the way fans you know they've got the wrestlers they like. They're, they're very, they're very passionate about it. It's been really cool, especially in my, from my perspective, getting to meet them along the way and you know, seeing the, the response and, and all of that. AEW, beautiful. Where where stars from the WWE go after the roster reduces their expenses. It seems that AEW is more than willing to pick up. Any and all talent. <laughs> it's almost like WCW back in the day. They were exactly. stealing talent from WWF back then. So back to the floor of the National with Kelsey Schroyer. This time, he found that Darren Ravel 
was in the house. Hmm. Check this out, and we'll be back with Panini box breaks. All right, Darren, we're at the 2022 National Sports Collectors Convention. You have some pretty cool stuff here in your booth. What do you think is your favorite thing here, though? Uh, probably the Kennedy, uh, Marilyn Monroe singing to JFK. I uh, love that one. I love the Apollo 11 tickets. I sold two Apollo 11 tickets. I don't think uh, I don't think I'm selling another one. So it's I'm kind of comfortably uncomfortable here. Overall, looking at the state of the hobby today, especially compared to the boom of the last couple of years, what do you think of it as we stand today? No, listen, you got to be comfortable with the populations of things. It's not just whether Luca plays well or not, you know. It's also the population, how many cards were made, how many are slab, how many are, you know, at certain levels in terms of the number, tens, nines. Um, so at least for me, like, I'm really comfortable with tickets because of the population of them. Overall, what do you think is kind of an under-the-radar sports collectible category that people should be looking out for that maybe they aren't? I mean, I think the uh, the wrestling toys, uh, you know, every 40 to 50-year-old uh, knows about that Hogan. They all played with him. Uh, I think that, you know, that's, that's an incredible piece, and I don't think enough people are paying attention to unsealed wrestling toys. All right. Thanks again to Kelsey Schroyer. Later in the program, while Chris is pulling winners, we'll go back to the floor of the National, this time with DJ Ski and Mitch Richmond. But for now, <coughs> excuse me, uh, Panini box breaks, starting off with a Panini VIP white yeah. box. This one, I know what is in here. Um, these were all... Um, Loaded with a autograph card of one of the numerous um, guests at uh, the VIP party. And we are breaking some news, Chris. We yeah. are breaking some news. Panini America told us to do so. He was a guest at the VIP party. And you don't know him yet, folks. But you will. But pay attention to this name, Derek Whitehead. Yeah. We can only imagine what this means for Panini's plans for the future. This is a prep player who's a Duke commit, I believe. Correct, Chris? He's a Duke commit. He's the second rated player in the nation on wow. ESPN's top 100. And he Holy is a Duke cow. commit. He's six foot six, 190 pounds. So this guy, if. Everything goes well, and you know he's going to Duke, so that's where the number one pick in this past year's draft went, Paulo Banchero. So if this kid works out, he has the potential to be a top three, top five pick, potentially a number one pick, being the second-rated high school player in the nation, Derek Whitehead. He's definitely one to keep an eye on, so he's an NIL kid. So... You can only imagine, like Rob mentioned, what this could mean for Panini in the future with what they have with maybe various products. That could be very exciting for Panini. Awesome. So one winner will get that. Definitely one to keep an eye on and definitely one to hold on to if you're lucky enough to win that one. So that's that'll be a nice one. All right. We do have some uh, new product releases this week uh, that we have not seen. And we detail them all for you here in a segment we call Hot in the Shop. We kick things off with 2021-22 Panini Obsidian NBA Basketball. Two autograph cards, two inserts or parallels in every box. Black is the theme of Obsidian. 
Um, so the configuration, 12 boxes, one pack, seven cards. You're going to be looking for two autographs, rookie autographs, rookie jersey autographs, rookie eruption autographs, superstar and retired autographs in sets like Aurora autographs and Galaxy autographs and more. Inserts and parallels, two in every box, including hobby exclusive Virtuous and the brand new Volcanics. Also, some hobby exclusive bait base parallels all those electric etched colors that you like purple orange green yellow red and mojo one of one uh the purples are 99 on down so real low numbered there's that volcanics absolutely beautiful checklist is up on gogts.net for your breaking pleasure nice so next up, we have 2021-22 Topps Finest Bundesliga Soccer Cards. It delivers two autograph cards plus four refractors and seven inserts in every box. Look for Bundesliga's finest strikers like Lewandowski and Holland, plus the finest young talents like U.S. import Joe Scaly and German newcomer Lucas Nemchima. The collection includes not only numerous base cards, but also desirable numbered parallels and rare autograph cards of Bundesliga superstars, such as Mukuku, Bellinger, and Diaby. And find autograph cards from 100 stars of Bundesliga, along with 12 numbered autograph refractor parallels from 250 to 1 of 1. The seven inserts in every box includes finest playmakers, finest touch, finest goalkeepers die cut, finest young talents die cut, which also has some parallels, refractor parallels. It has superfractors, different autographs, autograph superfractors. And then the base set featuring 150 top players from the 2001 22 Bundesliga season. So check that out. The checklist is on the website as well. Bundesliga Finest in stores this week. All right. Next up, we took a look at a hobby hybrid, uh, also called H2 Skew for Prestige. Another one available this week is from Donruss Optic. Same checklist as your regular Optic, but uh, this configuration of 20 boxes, eight packs, four cards has five parallels, four of which are going to be red mojos, along with 12 rated rookies, one rated rookie hollow, one base hollow, and five inserts in every box. It's also loaded with on-card autographs, parallels, and the best rookies the NFL has to offer, although autos are not guaranteed which makes them extra special if you find them that's all (laughs) that's all that means there's some great inserts in there um including uh gifted rookies rising suns global and global excuse me and legendary (laughs) logos as well as everybody's favorite downtown the rookies retro series and new this year gifted rookies as well uh the base hollows are part of the 200 card base set uh with the biggest names in the nfl this uh checklist like i said is the same as contenders optic you can look for it on the contenders optic page and uh in stores this week 
All right, next up, we have a very cool soccer product because this is a very unique one. I haven't seen one like this where 2022 Leaf Signature Series soccer cards, it delivers one autographed card and all of them are numbered one of one in every box. One of one in every box, which is really, really cool that someone has done something like this. An amazing new release from Leaf features an incredible checklist of the world's best players, past, present, and future. And as I mentioned, every card is autographed one of one. Look for such stars as Cristiano Ronaldo, Lionel Messi, Pele, Erling Holland, Neymar Jr., and many more. The checklist is on the GoGTS website. Check it out. This is a very, very cool product for any soccer fan. Nice. Uh, next up, an absolutely beautiful baseball product from Leaf. Leaf Lumber Baseball Cards delivers four premium cards in every box. Lumber Kings is a unique product focusing on baseball players' primary tool of the trade and the long-revered and celebrated baseball bats. Look for everything from triple bat autos and signature sticks six where it has on the front and back three autos mm -hmm. duels singles a great checklist bat barrel autos i mean ugh. they're amazing Some, yeah really just incredible looking cards the exemplars weapons of mass production great themed inserts ryan sandberg i mean look at that Babe Ruth, Bat Barrel, one of one. Doesn't get any better than that one right there. Nope. How about well, Mickey Mantle? Well, that's pretty sweet too, Rob. <laughs> the Mickey Mantle. <laughs> well, Ted Williams, he wasn't no slouch he, either. I mean, he could hit. Yeah, no. There's doubt. another Teddy. And so I just uh, and I love this back back bat rat eight. And it's so really cool. So that's the back of front it too. and back views. Yeah. I mean, the die cut of the bat with the, it's just, it, it, it works. It's really the, cool. The name value in this set alone is worth the money. I mean, when you get an eight of all those hall of famers and legends, that's fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I'd love to be able to afford this product myself. I imagine it's a few hundred dollars a box easily. Yes. I mean, double barrels and more. The checklist also is up live now as well. All right. So next up, what we have here is 2021-22 Topps Paris Saint-Germain soccer team set. It delivers one complete set, one number parallel, eight inserts on approximate, and one one <laughs> <laughs> This debut trading card collection features Paris Saint-Germain's biggest and brightest stars on a range of new designs. Also look for autographs of the club's top talents in the base card autograph subset, including Keelan Mbappe's first tops autograph. Whoa, how cool is yeah, that? <laughs> Keelan Mbappe's first tops chrome autograph. That's fantastic. Uh, the 2021-22 Topps Paris Saint-Germain base set comes equipped with 40 cards. So it's player cards, our city, signature celebrations, home and away kit, stadium park this princes, 
And then the parallels, you get the icy parallel, the rainbow foil, neon green icy foil, pink foil, neon green, and so on. There's so many great parallels in this. The checklist is on the website. Check it out. If you're a Paris St. Germain fan, this is the set for you. Go get it. And last but not least, we have a package memorabilia product from Leaf Multisport Jerseys, one autographed custom jersey in every box. It's a 10-box case. Names uh, on the checklist include Tom Brady, Clayton Kershaw, Pele, Dan Marino, Vin Scully, Erling Holland, Emmett Smith, Steph Curry, Giannis, Joe Montana, Julius Irving, Ezekiel Elliott, Mariano Rivera, Larry Bird, Patrick Mahomes, Lionel Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo, Luka Doncic, Zion Williamson, Barry Sanders, Juan Soto, Lamelo Ball, Wander Franco, <laughs> Fernando Tatis Jr. Yeah, you get the point, and many, many more. I'd say it's loaded. <laughs> Leaf autograph jersey, multi-sport in stores. I think tomorrow. And that's a look at what's hot in the shop this week. Good stuff. Good stuff. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right. Uh, We have to put Chris to work, pulling some winners. We've got back-to-back videos from the floor of the national first, a um, interview with DJ ski and then Mitch Richmond from run TMC fame talks NBA flex. We'll be back to announce tonight's winners and wrap it up in just a few minutes. All right, here at the 2022 National Sports Collectors Convention at the eBay booth with DJ Ski himself. So you came up with the eBay designs for the cards this year. How did you design a whole of your designs? So this one was all about Atlantic City, and the biggest inspiration for me was Boardwalk Empire. And, you know, I watched the show. I know the era. And I've always been a huge fan of the T206 cards and always just a big baseball fan. It's so intrigued by, like, the Black Sox scandal, the controversy around the scandal itself, and just all, like, the history of baseball scandals. And being Atlantic City, known for game gambling and savory characters, like an old history like you think of its heyday and like I think Boardwalk Empire and also by the way like loving that show and loving the story of all the gangsters it just came together and did something really fun leveraging since there's no sports teams from Atlantic City leveraging you know two of baseball's biggest you know controversies and then doing all these variants in the backs putting Al Capone on the card on Rothstein Lucky Luciano like it's it's been a crazy crazy kind of design process and it came out really really cool now you're a pretty big collector yourself you're wearing a Twins Kirby Puckett jersey oh yeah what are the main things you collect though anything minnesota first and foremost but then i have everything like i have i was just telling somebody i have a ty cobb t206 who's it um i have some shoeless joe i have the 1919 shoeless joe and black socks not t206 uh, um number of it but um cigarette style cards and then you know most recently we just got in the fun the wander one of one tops platinum uh rookie card so much stuff but personally my personal collection is all minnesota stuff now you just got done signing a bunch of your cards here at the booth I'll ask you this, though. What is the strangest thing anyone has ever asked you to sign? People have asked me to sign, like, other people's art or, like, you know, I've signed, like, shoes and stuff, which is, it makes a little sense. But I guess it's, like, somebody else's card or art. I'm like, why would you want me? Like, it's like having another player sign some other player's cards. But... Do you sign them or do you decline? I want to. I want to, right? Like, 
it's up to them. So it's their item. Is there a dream item you'd like to have in your collection that you don't have? Oh, there's a ton of stuff. I'm looking for a bunch of cards out here, Griffey inserts. I'm still looking for like a random like 94 upper deck electric diamond, PSA 10, Griffey. It's not even like the rarest card. It's just tough to find in a PSA 10, so I'm hunting for that. Uh, I still need a Babe Ruth signed baseball, believe it or not. Like that's like the iconic piece of memorabilia that I don't have. I mean, so much. I've always game used stuff, one of one random stuff, so everything. So, sir, I have to ask you, how'd you get involved with Flex? Uh, well, me and Daniel has been been talking uh, for probably over for over a year. Um, you know, gearing up to this moment. Um, uh, the first time I met Daniel, uh, I loved the I loved the concept. I loved everything about it. I loved the augmented reality. Um, you know, definitely uh, the players just jumping off their your, your tile was amazing. And I just, just love the, the concept of it. And, uh, I fell in love with it, and we got together. Legendary career. You signed countless autographs in your life. What do you think is the strangest thing anyone has ever asked you to sign? A football helmet. Uh, I had, I saw, a fo actually, I saw a football helmet today. Had Run TMC on it. It all was beautiful with Run TMC all around it. And me, Tim, and Chris had signed it today. When you started, the sportsman really industry nowhere near as big as it is now. Did you ever think it would get to be this big? Uh, well, no, no one ever expected this. No one ever expected to, you know, actually this become a business uh, with uh, you know trading cars and all this stuff, or signing uh, pictures and jerseys and uh, well, but to, to now, I mean, to, you see it now. It's just amazing how it has, has grown and how amazing that people have made this out out, out to be a, a, a pretty lucrative business and it's growing uh, in so many other ways. Now you're going into the digital space and I think that's going to be amazing. Uh, that That's why I really kind of, I love um, Flex because it's different from, you know, just a car. You know, that tile is very heavy. The tile is very nice. It, it fits very well in your hand. And, uh, and it's exciting to play. I just played the game tonight, uh, and I, you see that win that I did, right? You saw it. Uh, but no, it's just, it's just amazing. And it's not just uh, the current players, it's all the retired players, the legends. So it's just this amazing thing. So what memorabilia, if any, did you keep from your career? Well, I'm a big Dallas Cowboy fan, so I got, uh, you know, and, and Michael Irvin is one of my good friends. Uh, I actually saw him yesterday, so I got a, a helmet of him, Troy Aikman and Emmett Smith. Uh, I got some other Olympic jerseys that I uh, that I have where I played on the Olympic team uh, with some great players, and uh, we all exchanged our jerseys and shoes, so I got some uh, pretty pretty good stuff. Is there anything from your career that you don't have that you wish you still had? Huh, it's a good question. Yeah, um, I think the championship basketball. Um, Shaq gave me the championship basketball, and he gave me a big hug. And once we won, the ball kind of rolled out of my hand, and Rick Fox grabbed it, and uh, I wanted to kick his butt. But he was such a good friend, he never gave me the ball back. But so Rick Fox has my championship ball. Did you say, Chris? All right, that's going to do it for this episode of Go GTS Live. We want to thank um, our manufacturing partners at Tops, Upper Deck, and Panini, as well as BCW, for providing lots of great things 
to look at and give away this evening. Thanks to Kelsey Schroyer and all the great work he did on the ground, hooking you guys up with content and prizes uh, to bring back. And uh, James Gale behind the scenes, uh, working his butt off on the floor of the national and always uh, trying to keep things clicking and moving great job <laughs> seamlessly Fantastic when job, we get guys. back i swear it, it every year awesome. I, it's the most bizarre thing no yeah. fault of his own yeah. uh we love him and uh be sure you thank him as well we'll be back next week with a brand new episode of go gts live the hobbies web show can already tell you again select football and champions league finest are on the docket in addition to anything else that comes in and uh yeah you know what to be doing until next time. Always be collecting. Have a good weekend, everybody. Good night.